A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. I was wondering if this one was going to come up. I actually did think of this one. Just a man and his guitar. Yes. 104. Domino should be the Blood White album. Shut up. <laughs> Three Dollar Cafe in Buford is where we are. The one o'clock hour brought to you by AquaGuard Foundation Solutions. Introducing AquaGuard's revolutionary gutter system. Does it really Part of their, work? I think it does. Part of their whole home water management solution. Find out for yourself at AquaGuard.net today. Go there to schedule a quote. The uh, White Album, that was the first time the Beatles, someone should have told them no. You're not doing a double album. Interesting. There's a lot of garbage on this album. Let's condense it and make it a really, really good album. Who should have done that? Um, I don't know. I don't know who was in that position, if anybody. Yeah, I don't know if anybody was. McCartney still gets very defensive when you bring it up to him. That's what he said during the anthology as in, interview session. As in don't bang on the album? No. It's better than you think? Or? Could it have been a better single album? Yeah, but it's the bloody white album. Oh. Shut up. Oh, oh did he really? That's what he said. Oh, my goodness. Like, this is fine. Like, Revolution Number 9? No, that should not be on any Beatles. But again, they were this is not even a song. I don't yeah, know what that is. I know. They were experimenting. A bunch again, of noises. Anyway, it's our... once in a while, you get so big that nobody can tell you. Yeah. It's the X-Platform question of the day. What is your favorite acoustic number? And that certainly that does apply. There was a lot of solo stuff going on during yeah, that album. Yeah. That's when Ringo left, too, and nobody really noticed. Yeah, I think everybody came in and said, I want to do this. This is mine. Paul said, <laughs> I'll just start playing the drums a little bit. It'll be fine. But now they're friendly again. Oh, it's yeah. all nice to know it was all figured yeah, out. Yeah, listen, you go through ebbs and flows. Sure. Do not? It's a long career. It's a long time. Especially in a band. Uh-huh. It happens. Um, the staff, the band, if you will, is breaking up here with the Braves. Ron Washington, we talked about it yesterday. He interviewed on Tuesday night with the Angels for their managerial position. It's the and, Bochy effect. Artie yeah. Moreno. And again, he wanted a veteran guy, and he got one. Ron Washington is now the manager of the Angels, and he's taking Eric Young with him, too. Eric Young is going to coach third base for Ron Washington with the Angels. Yeah, yesterday morning we were talking about it. I said if he gets the job, I don't think they're going to all stay intact, and I, I, I mentioned Eric Young. I thought Eric might actually get a chance to be the bench coach. It looks like they're bringing in Clint Hurdle, which is a really good hire. This is not going to be easy. This is a two-year thing, and here's what I do know, though, and this is what I actually said to a couple of people. He will attack this like he plans on going to the World Series. That's what Artie Moreno, I think, wants out of this. This is going to be transition. I don't know if Mike Trout is going to be there. Anthony Rendon is such a bust. You're probably not only losing Otani, but there's not really an appeal. Let me tell you what Artie Moreno should have done. And again, I, I would have told him this. He should have sold the team when he had a chance because they drew three million people even when they weren't winning anything. Now you're gonna you're gonna lose Otani. People are gonna look up and look at the Rendon deal and go, "We're still paying this guy for how long?" You're probably gonna trade Trout. I think you have to. I really do think you have to. They're not going to draw $3 million. And Artie Moreno is now going to be looked at as a terrible owner. That's what he's going to be looked at. The guy spent a lot of money, spent it in the wrong direction. The pool holes thing didn't work. Nothing they've done really big time money-wise has worked. And and Ron Washington and Eric Young and Clint Hurdle, I promise, are going to attack this like they're a World Series team. They have to be in place to teach others. Younger guys to be better baseball players. That's the job. Seven years with the Atlanta Braves as their third base coach. Needless to say, he uh, achieved cult hero status. And Alex Anthopoulos said it's a huge loss for us. And I emphasize that in caps, bold, italicized, all of it. A huge, huge void. And as you said, the worst. 
that he has done off the field, the work Eric Young, we saw it firsthand, has done with the younger guys now turning into veterans and all these and Ronald Acuna and Orlando Arcia, among others. I mean, that that is a huge void. I don't know how you fill that. Yeah, I, I think, by the way, it's the it's the camaraderie of why, um, you know, that whole hug thing. I think Freddie Freeman certainly gets a lot of credit for what was going on. But just watching those guys, they do their work, everybody ends up with a bump and a hug. And if you don't think that over six months plus of a season, that's not important. To be told the truth when you have veteran coaches, and I do think that's something that's going to be missing. You and I agree on one thing, though, about Ozzy Albies. I think Ozzy Albies now might just, he, he is as fun-loving as it gets. He's as upbeat as it gets. He brings his attitude to the ballpark. I think Ozzy Albies is the most likely guy to turn it to a notch of a little bit more of a harder ass. I think I think he's got it in him now, especially when it's going to be, okay, we lost these guys. Somebody's got to pick up the slack. And you can't ask coaches who are just walking in. We say this all the time. The first, the first night in the building, you don't get to be a leader. I think Ozzy Albies, to me, has as much potential, if not more, to maybe turn it up. And we asked Chipper about it. We'll play the cut in just a second. Who is the guy behind the scenes that will, you know, take charge in the clubhouse when things are going sideways? But I, I liken it to we watched winning time at Pat Riley when he first got the job. Everybody loved him. He was a, a player's coach. He was an assistant. He was buddy-buddy with everyone. And he had to flip that switch for them to have success. And I'm not saying it needs to be to that extent, but you do have to see more of an edge from a guy like Ozzy Albies, who seems to have the ear of everybody in that clubhouse. I, I think so. And again, you watch. He and Wash were going at it every day, and that would start in spring training. And I think it was all upbeat for everybody else who was doing all those drills and being there early. But now, I think Ozzy is the guy that I think, I think is supposed to maybe now say, all right, uh, he he is what I think is the personality of that team. And I think maybe his personality, having a little bit more edge to it, might be the thing. Here's Chipper on the clubhouse. I feel like uh, the clubhouse is, is very good. I don't know who stands up and says, "Hey, fellas, let's let's kick it, let's kick in the rear end a little bit." I don't know who that is. In years past, it was a Nick Markakis, it was you know Freddie, uh, but Freddie took some time to even grow into that. Uh, Dansby, from time to time, was that guy. Well, those guys aren't walking through that clubhouse anymore, and um, you know I think it's going to fall upon somebody who's already there, whether it's Matt Olson or Austin Riley, uh, people that, um, you know, guys respect. And they respect Matt Olson and Austin Riley. There's no doubt about it. Matt Olson's not that guy. That's just not his personality. And Austin Riley, could he be that guy? Maybe, but can he grow into that like Freddie Freeman did, like Chipper alluded to? Because he's not that guy right now. I, and I don't know what it is. When you win 104 games, it's not like you have a lot of problems. What happens in the postseason is when Michael Harris doesn't hit, uh, Austin Riley's the only guy who does hit, and, and you lose, then you say, okay, what are we going to fix? Uh, I, I, think, I think part of it is... I think part of it is that you have to now realize that these windows don't stay open as long as you think they do. And when I heard people saying, look, we got all these guys signed up. It's an eight-year window for Atlanta. I'm looking for pitching already. I'm looking for pitching. At some point, I'm going to be looking for a closer again. At some point, I'm going to be looking for whatever the hell it is because the guy is going to get hurt. I, I like the makeup of this team. I think this team absolutely attacked their business. I think what you're losing in the coaching staff with the minimum of the two guys you're losing is there's an honesty that comes. If you want to sit down next to them and actually be told, I'll give you one. I'm going to give credit to Ronald Acuna, and I did it early in the year, and I probably didn't do it closer to the end of the year. I was told by the training staff by the training staff, that Ronald Acuna 
who maybe needed, and it might have been the injury, who maybe needed to figure out what it's like to be ready to play every day, did it. These guys told me flat out that guy worked. And I wasn't sure if he was so talented that he didn't think that needed to be part of his game. That's a really good sign. If that guy's doing his burpees, if that guy's doing his lifting, nobody else is allowed to say or even think about not doing theirs. Doesn't mean he's a vocal leader. That's a really good leadership value. And I probably didn't give Ronald Acuna enough credit for that. I don't know what he is in terms of follow me. He's talented enough, but I don't know if that's his personality. I should have given him credit from what I heard from the training staff that he attacked his workouts this year. And Alex Anthopoulos did speak at those GM meetings in Arizona yesterday about a number of things, obviously, including Ron Washington going to the Angels. He also talked about not wanting to make too big of a deal out of how it ended, but not ignoring it either. You don't want to overreact. You're walking that fine line because the regular season was fantastic, but you got to look back and say, hey, two years in a row, division rivals, same team, same problems. We need to do something here. And what did Philadelphia do right after you played them? came up short. Yeah, they weren't world beaters. They made it to the World Series the year before, but they lost the World Series as well. This time they came up short against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Do you think it changes to a best of seven overall throughout the postseason eventually? Can you? Is that the ultimate solution? Because you're not going to put less teams in. So do you shorten spring training and start trying to play games in March? Because that's your alternative. You have to shorten spring training and just say that we're going to start playing games in March. We're going to go to the warm weathers. We're going to go to the domes. We're going to do all those things. We'll get Early in the season, done. none of the cold weather teams are going to host games. And that would be the way that you could actually play 162. If you, if you really had a doctor the calendar, they're not going to give you less days off. It's 18 days off to play 162. You're not getting less than that. You would have to say it's March 20th, and now we're going to go do this for the next three weeks. We're going to go to every warm weather in Dome City. And sorry, you might not have your home open until April 7th, but who the hell cares at that point? You're still going to play 81 at home. And, and your your RSNs, your, your local... All 162 are going to be on whatever deal you have. That's You can't play into November 20th. So like a team like the Guardians will start on the West Coast. Yeah. You'll, you'll start absolutely. on a West Coast swing. Yes. And then when they come back home, we'll root for the Guardians by April 8th or 9th. I can't even keep up. What jobs are still open? San Diego's open? Yes. Uh, Milwaukee's open? Houston's open? Is that it? I believe so. Okay. Mets are done? Yes. Carlos Mendoza? Yes. Okay. They took him from the Yankees. Yeah, they did. So those are the openings. Also, Alex Anthopoulos talked about Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to play winter ball again down in Venezuela. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit, but he's going to do it again. And Vaughn Grissom is going to play winter ball in Puerto Rico, and he's going to play left field. So well, it's going to be like Arcia, right? He's going to get every opportunity to win this left field job unless, and he's been known to do it, unless Alex Anthopoulos out of nowhere makes a move. It's the one place that it made sense, though. That it's the only place you can really upgrade your offense. And I don't know if you're going to do it in a trade. I don't know if there's a free agent bat. I don't know. Look. What's Cody Bellinger going to cost? Take Scott Boris out of it. What's Cody yeah, Bellinger? I got some quotes cost? from Scott Boris about Cody Bellinger that will give you an idea. Did I hear a number some cost a lot of this money. Morning, two forty. Was there a number of two forty being thrown around for Cody? I mean, Bellinger? part of me is I, I understand it more after watching the Phillies beat the Braves because some of their high price guys did come through, but they didn't win. No, once it ended for them, it ended for them. Right. So is it just the right place at the right time? Scott, well, let, let me tell you something. For Scott Boris, I'll answer with, look at Arizona. Yeah. They made it to the World Series with one guy making over $10 million. Uh, that, was, that was a fluke, you see. Well, Texas is the other side. You couldn't have uh, two sides of a coin. Guess Texas is going after, yeah, Texas is going after Josh Hader now yes, they are. to be their closer. It's an easy pitch. We're really good. <laughs> 
We're really good. Yeah, and we're going to pay you money. We, and we our won, money. And we just the way, won the World Series. No state tax. You know where he's coming from? San Diego. There's city tax, state tax. It's ridiculous. You, you say Texas. tax, you get taxed 20%. You I just say so. the word. That's how it works in I California. I think once you say ocean in California, you get hit with That's another it. 8%. They nail you. We we did the numbers. Remember, it was three twenty five for Seager. The Dodgers would have had to pay him four hundred one million dollars to make up seventy six million dollars more. Would have had to been paid for him to make the same money in California as he did in Texas. Scott Boris represents Cody Bellinger. He said this about Cody holding court yesterday. This is kind of his workshop. Yeah, yeah. His big moment on stage is GM winter meetings. meetings. The GM meetings are going on now, but the winter meetings in front of the Christmas front tree. Of the that's Christmas. when Scott Boris really holds court. But he said this. Everybody. He, actually, he actually turns into there's a Tom Thumb yeah. story coming. He spins a yarn. He said this about Cody Bellinger. Chicago got the comforts of a full belly. They're going to have to loosen their belts to keep Bellinger. Well, correct counsel is going to Now, be- on principle alone, I'm not signing yeah, you're your guy. You're, you're out. I will give you credit. When you interviewed Scott Boris, yeah. you you, uh, you turned it into a nice conversation. Oh, thanks. I think you were able to criticize him mm-hmm. and yet stay polite. I, I hope it was so. a fine line that you walked. Me, so. you would have hung up on me in two minutes. I'm a little bit surprised. What's the matter with you? This interview's over. I, I'm a little bit surprised he has to go do this. This isn't funny. It's not witty. He wins because his guys do get paid. He likes being in the spotlight. I know. He likes being talked about. Material's not very good. Pete Alonzo, we talked about him when it comes to the polar bear. We're not in contract hibernation. Again, I'm trading Pete Alonzo now if I'm the Mets. On principle alone. Are the Mets not hiring somebody in their front office? Aren't they going to keep one of these jobs open? Something's happening over there. Yeah, I'm Stearns, not sure. No, Stearns, remember, he was going to become the president of baseball, baseball ops. And I don't know if they're going to hire anybody now I'm not really uh, under Billy Epler or Billy Epler's title or I don't know what's happening. Not familiar with what the Mets are going to do. Scott Boris also wants a World Series move to a neutral site, and the amateur draft moved away from the All-Star weekend. Is there ever going to be a day where the World Series is going to be like a Super Bowl? Um, that would take a lot of pomp and circumstance away from the game as far as I'm well, concerned. Well, so let me ask you this, though. If I if I have spent money to build a place like the Battery, and you tell me that I qualify to go to the World Series, but I don't get the reward, how much money extra? You have to cut me a check. And I don't even know if it's the straight money because I don't think it's dollar for dollar because what I get in my community in terms of community uplift. And I'll give you another one. Think about what you sell in terms of goods. World Series, it goes well. You have a place like the Battery. St. Louis is a smaller place. For months after the Braves won the World Series, there was a line outside the clubhouse store. For months afterwards. I don't know how you would actually do the money. If we go neutral, what is it going to cost me to not be in my building? And then what do I not get in my community? There's a community cost. No, I don't think you can do it in that sport. Football, it actually ma- it, it makes sense now because I like the weather factor being involved. I don't know if the corporate sponsors really care. I don't want the World Series to feel, um, you know, if, if you have phones when a guy comes in out of the bullpen, I don't want to lose that. I think certain buildings and certain teams have certain things. And, and even if you give me dollar for dollar what it would cost me, to not have it, I don't think you can make up for what the community doesn't have. I mean, as you said, personally, I can't imagine the Braves going back to the World Series and no games being played at the Battery. Yeah, it makes... That would be beyond I absurd. It, I built it to actually, you know, not only make money, but I built it to be communal. No, I don't, I don't think you can do it. Yeah, I don't think you can do it. And then, and then we're talking about one place? Like, all seven games in one place? I mean, that's how it sounds. Do that. A neutral site. So what do you what do? You do? do you tell the Braves you're going to get one? 
You know, no matter what, you'll get one. So if You're you in the rotation year, like yeah. an all-star game? No, I, I don't like that at all. Let me ask you this. If the World Series is here, now I wouldn't mind if Cubs fans or whoever's in it comes and spends Why? some money. Because their money's green. Yeah, their money's green, but it doesn't feel like it'll be communal. It'll be run over by somebody else's jersey if you're not in it. There doesn't seem to be a win. Speaking of the Cubs, I guess according to Bob Nightingale, MLB insider from USA Today, they're serious contenders. That's the term that he used for Shohei Itani. And I'm hearing what? Ten years, five hundred twenty million. Somebody, somebody put in print today. Ten years, five hundred twenty million to not be a pitcher. Remember, he's not going to do that for at least a year. Seems at least a year. year. Yeah. This is what his second Tommy John yes, surgery yes. too. So there's no guarantee he's ever going to pitch again. Nope. Nope. Uh, ten suitors, and I don't know if ten people could really afford the money. That's a, they, 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 here are the ten likely suitors. I keep reading this list of ten. I didn't know there were ten people in baseball that could afford afford Charlie Otani. I didn't. I I I still love sort of. I I, I guess you can't do it. Because who who leaves two hundred and fifty million dollars on the table? I guess nobody. I guess nobody. But four years at two eighty, let's have a party for a few years. That'd be fantastic. Do you at least make the call? I would. If you're Alex, I would. I would find. Look, I don't know what trips the guys trigger. I have no idea. You know, I heard West Coast. Then maybe well, it doesn't have to be West Coast. Does he need to be able to? Uh, does he have certain rules that he wants? I don't know. Does he want no trade clauses? Does he want suites, jets? I don't know what the ask is going to be. It doesn't seem like he wants the New York experience based on what we're hearing, unless they up the ante and then the money always wins. But what's the New York experience for him? Like, what is the New York experience? Does he want to be left alone to yeah. a certain extent? Okay, well, you're not going to be. Like he was with the Angels? You're not going to be. Well, especially in New York. No, you're not going to be. I, I, and maybe he can handle it. Maybe it, he can he can hit baseballs no matter what's going on around him. Uh, but it's the rest of it. I, I just love four two eighty, and we're going to sell the bejesus out of you in Japan. You're going to be a big hero. The media is going to leave you alone because it's not a tough town. You're on a team that can win. Uh, we're going to now again. Here's the thing. I have Marcelo Zuna for a year. And I keep thinking about Marcelo Zuna for a year. I'm very happy he turned out to be the player he did last year. But I am going to be looking to, to fix my DH situation in one season. One, I'm one season away from needing a DH. So what does that mean? Do you see if he... I would trade Marcelo Zuna. That's what I'm asking. Does yeah, he have well, any I, takers on I the am, market? You if, put that out there. If I, I, I'm not trading him unless I have an answer. My answer would be Shohei Otani. If, if Shohei Otani was here on a five-year deal, let's go crazy. Five at... at 320. I mean, really, let's go insane and just say that we're really going to try to go for this. You know how I feel. Every four years you sign a guy to that kind of number. Uh, Corey Seager, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. I, every four years, I'm supposed to be arguably the best team in baseball. I'm not paying for a guy over $300 million unless, and that's, you know, Harper's a 13-year deal. I think in my world, my math, that means I have three World Series appearances with a couple of rings, minimum. If I sign a guy to eight, I need two of those. Where I'm arguably the best team. Or you're the Angels with Albert Pujols. And it completely and goes sideways. You never had a shot. None if, whatsoever. If I if I told Shohei Otani in five years, I think with you we win two World Series, how would you like to be part of a winner? That's a nice would, pitch. Would you take less money? We'll try to make it up for you someplace else. We'll try with your people to make it up for you someplace else. But we think we can win two World Series with you. That's a better pitch than going to Chicago. That's a better pitch than going to these other places. Then I would tell you that the Braves window looks like more of a window to me. You still got to go get pitching. Maybe you could do it a little bit on the cheaper. Maybe. Maybe you can win with the offense. I don't want to do it for 162. But I think I have a better pitch to show Otani than a lot of people. Now, look, so, if Texas calls him, 
Texas can say, if Houston calls them, they can say it, but not a lot of teams can. So circling back to the Braves coaching staff, is there any way they can convince Chipper, who told us he's enjoying the home life yesterday prior to these moves being made? I know he listens. Can they make a pitch to him where he would at least think about it? No. To do what, though? I mean, what, does he want you have to, to travel with the team? For a base coach? No, he doesn't need that in his life. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I, I don't think he All does. All right, I'm just asking. I, I, it is, I don't know who the pool is. I don't know where you get third base coaches from, first base. I really don't. I have no idea where you get these guys from. Like, I don't know, who they, who are they going to get? Do they have somebody in the minors that they like? I mean, like I said, it's it's crazy that we're talking about a first base coach and a third base coach, but if you know the Braves, you know that they were so much more than a first base coach and a third base coach. I had outfield guy, I had base running guy, and I had infield guy. And you had the guys rallying around no them. Doubt. They like to be around it's them. A, it's a great atmosphere. They kept it together for as long as they did. That's pretty hard to do when you're winning. All right, how the SEC championship game could be all settled after this weekend. We'll touch on that next as we are here, courtesy of the Long Drink at $3 Cafe in Buford. Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Yesterday. 131, Domino, Cellini, the fan, 680, 93.7 FM, your favorite acoustic number, $3 Cafe in Buford is where we are, courtesy of the long drink. What are you going to say? Very controversial. A little bit overrated this song. Don't you dare. It's it's not my favorite Beatles song, but, I mean, a little bit. I mean, I think it gets more run. I think um, I think Harrison had a couple of songs that were better than this. I just mean. I know it made Lennon crazy over the years when people would come up to him and go, you know, my favorite song is Yesterday. Because oh, no. it's Lennon-McCartney. It's right. the music partnership, even though McCartney wrote the song. Yeah. Lennon was not happy about that. He would snap at people. Would he? Allegedly. He's no longer with us to tell his side of the story. <laughs> I do know this. Also, if you come here to watch football on Saturdays and Sundays, they've got a brunch menu here at $3 Cafe in Buford featuring things like fried chicken and waffles, featuring things like the Southwest omelet, and featuring Chris Domino French toast. French toast at $3 Cafe on the weekends. Do you want to know something that you can put on French toast that a lot of people don't you miss out on? Everybody says, oh, maple syrup. Not bad. I'm a a fan. I I get maple syrup. I really do. And there is such a thing as bad maple syrup. I think natural maple syrup, it's like your natural peanut butter. It's terrible. It's not very sweet. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have the the sugar. Any process. Of course you do. You know what's actually wonderful? You're an ugly American. (laughs) Yeah, you know what's actually (laughs) wonderful? You ever put chocolate syrup on French toast? Nah, it's a little too much for me. Chocolate syrup and some bananas. Chocolate syrup and some strawberries. A little too busy. I will say this. Kala bread. Make French toast with that. It's better than love making. I'm all, no, so I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Overrated. I didn't stutter. Overrated. Uh, you don't understand something. French baguette French toast. All right, I'll sample no. it. Yeah. Cellini's right. I, I think you guys have been I didn't say a marble rye. I, I said kala. I think you've been brainwashed a little bit. And I will also tell you, uh, the thickness of the French toast matters. 
because sometimes you go a little crazy. You go, oh, look at me. I'm going to get really thick. You know what doesn't happen? You don't get actually the eggs and everything into the middle of it. It just sort of is breaking. You soak it overnight. Come on, Chris. Then you don't really have French toast. I'm just telling you. I don't know much. Mm -hmm. I don't know much. French toast is your specialty. I I used to. I did. You know what I did for my kids a lot of nights? Breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. It's a lot of nights coming home from practice where breakfast or dinner. Look where that got you. Yeah, they're both out of the house, and I can't. Well, I can't get a call from one. Can't get a call from the other. You get a call from the one because she needs affirmation. The other one's you. Do you understand? She's not going to talk to you about anything. Good, bad, indifferent. Did I tell you this on the air, or did I tell somebody else this? On Sunday nights. I, I text them on Sunday nights. I say, guys, I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you have a great start to the week. I look at my wife and I go, five, four, three, two, one. My older one dials it up right after that. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Thanks for the note. My younger one, yeah. again, she's like the man in the iron mask who's living in the tower. She doesn't want to be seen. Even. No, she's, she's not trying to escape. She doesn't really need much. Right. Just slide the food under the thing. She is you, and you are her. And, of course, what did I have to tell her last night? I get nervous about, is the phone going to be charged? Oh, the charge again. Wake up. 6% last night. I'm on stage. I'm emceeing. Do you understand she's like you? She doesn't pay attention to those things either. Those things don't mean anything to her. How did the event the, go last the, night? The, oh, you you brought nice. it up at the uh, Marcus yeah, Community yeah. Jewish yeah, Center. Yeah, Joe Posnanski. Yeah, really good turnout. A guy by the name, a young, uh, local guy by the name of Adam Lazarus, who wrote the Wingman book about Ted Williams and yeah. John Glenn. Really good books. And, uh, yeah, both guys, they knew what they were doing on stage. All I had to do was steer the ship with them. It was very nice. And I will also tell you, and I will say this, because it was told to me not by one person, two person. Thank you for the guys who came up and the women who came up, Diane Feeney. And I know you see Diane on social Absolutely, media. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, her, her husband was there as well, so I had a nice conversation with them. And Mr. Feeney? They, yes, Mr. <laughs> Feeney. Um, but a lot of people came up, and it was really an interesting conversation I had with a couple of them saying, hey, with everything going on in the world, this has really been a nice thing. This, well, this book festival has been a really nice good. occasion over there, and, and it's... I think everybody needs an escape. I do, too. That's why we always say, down the hall, if you want to talk yeah. about the real things yeah, going true. on in the world. That's true. That was not People don't come things. here to listen to that stuff. They come here to listen to stupidity. The closest I came was my, my, my problem with Arthur Smith and the Falcons. Because we're, we're... I felt like that should have been down some hall today. That's all right. My leg is really bothering me yeah. on a lot of stuff. So what do you say all the time? We're stupid, but we're not dumb. No, no, no. We're not dumb. We, we are, <laughs> I really feel strongly about that. We're not We're not a dumb show. We're proudly stupid. We do our work. We have our stuff. I don't <laughs> care about running back usage. Um, I think that's actually, that's usage rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I was hearing about today in a text. Don't ever put me on any of these text exchanges, by the way. I do blame, do I will blame it. anybody who thinks a day like today I needed to read anything along those lines. I won't name any names. Please don't. I was told I shouldn't. Don't. Yeah, but I don't, don't. I don't want to argue with anybody else right. today. I would like the rest of the day to be peaceful. Gotcha. Here's what I would like. Is Arthur Smith going to speak today? Um, yeah. Can he be bad at I don't know. We're going to find out. If he hasn't spoken already. It's Thursday you know, is his hour. Pat McAfee day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. Are we running on that? How'd we do today with Pat? Uh, Pat McAfee is on the screens here at uh, oh, Three Dollar Cafe in Buford, but I have not seen Arthur Smith yet. One o'clock hour brought to you by AquaGuard Foundation Solutions. It took long enough, but college football, I think, has seen the light in this regard. Lane Kiffin had a few things to say yesterday about Kirby Smart and about the Georgia game. He said, I feel like nobody's given us a shot, which is a good thing. I relate it to playing with house money. What do you got to 
lose when nobody expects you to win. Now, you disagree. I with disagree that. with that because Lane Kiffin doesn't have the type of win where I, I'm surprised. He's a top 10 team. You do have something to lose. You will lose your shot to play an SEC championship game. Now, it's not going to be easy. Alabama would have to lose twice. Twice. I don't think that's going to happen, but if Ole Miss loses, they're out. You won't be a top 10 team. He does have something to lose. He's looking for a signature win. Beating the number one or two team in the country in the building, let me tell you what that does. That puts your program in a different place. You're good at Ole Miss. You're better than maybe people thought you were going to be. I'm not saying it's a stepping stone. I don't think he wants to leave Ole Miss because he beats the University of Georgia if he does it this weekend. Would somebody maybe say, hey, we even have a better job than that, Lane. Now that you won that game, why don't you come coach with us? Maybe. But I'm a little bit surprised because I think, and he's not as goofy. I, I find him to be entertaining. I find him to not be entertaining where he's annoying. I think he should have taken a different approach. Now, maybe with his team behind a closed door, he is. I was a little bit surprised publicly he sort of went that road that we don't have anything to lose. You do. Being a top 10 school is a big deal. It gets you better recruiting. It gets you better TV times. It gets you an opportunity to But I think to you're win. trying to rally like Georgia has done over the past couple I know, of years. But Nick, it's us against the world. I know, but you're beyond that now. Yeah, I, but that doesn't mean you stop because Georgia seemingly was beyond that. I know, but he hasn't won a big enough game where I think he really should be taking that approach. I think he does have a lot to lose. It's guys like us going, what number did you give me? One and, one nine. and nine against Power 5 teams that have won at least nine you regular do have season something games. To lose. You do have something to lose. What you have to lose is people being able to say, oh, wait, you still don't have that signature win. I don't know if this game is going to be tougher than Missouri or not. I don't. I, I thought Missouri's running game was really going to be the reason. Take a little bit of the air out of the ball. No Brock Bowers. I was nervous in the fourth quarter. If you needed him, you weren't going to have him. Thank goodness it didn't really come down to that. I know what they do well. Do they get to the quarterback? Uh, yes, they do. Yeah, they sure do. 31 sacks, second most in the SEC. Top five in interceptions. They're fourth in the nation with 10 interceptions, also fumble recoveries. I'm sorry, the SEC, SEC. forced turnovers per game, pass deflection. So they're doing they're little things that could flip the field and give your offense some opportunity hey. to take the lead or make this a closer game than a lot of people feel like it's going to be. Hey, Adam, do you think Carson Beck now, I don't want to say he's immune to a bad game. Nobody's immune to a bad game. Do you think when you mm, hear those sack numbers, <laughs> when you hear those sack numbers and you hear that maybe he's going to be pressured differently this week, do you think with the limited amount well, of they games also got sacked. Three times Three last times. week, yeah. It's a limited amount of games still under his belt. Are, are you comfortable with this defense playing against this team? Yeah, a little bit. I'm a little worried about it, but um, because we saw it happen last week for the first bit. time, really, yeah, uh, consistently throughout a game where he was getting pressured and taken down. and They do it better. Yeah, they do. So I think he's learned. Hopefully, he watch out for that drink you're about to spill it. Um, he's, he is going to um, be more prepared for it and used to it after last week, I'm hoping, more so than anything. I don't think you're allowed to have drinks in the uh, control room. From what are I you, understand, food and drinks are not allowed. Are you in the control room and you just had to tell? Who did you have to say that to? I'm not going to name any names as who I said that to, but yes, I am in the control room. How close was it? Well, and now he's really trying close. to throw somebody under the bus, but whose drink is it? Well, it's mine, but it's out of the way like it normally is. Oh, listen, I don't need you two guys going at it. Let's just get to 2 o'clock today. Can we just go back Let's to bitching about Arthur Smith? <laughs> That's your safe space. 
<laughs> Matt Lear. Anyway, Lane Kiffin also said, I really appreciate Kirby. He considers him a friend. He talked about a challenging time uh, in his life when he wasn't a head coach, when he went to Tuscaloosa. The family didn't move with him. Obviously, we know about yeah. the well-documented problems there. He said, I really appreciate his friendship and help during that time. Kirby was on the Buck Baloo show this morning. He talked about his relationship with Lane Kiffin. Well, most of the time I spent in Alabama, I had my head to the grindstone and, and worried about the defense and trying to prepare for every day's practice and prepare for the opponent, which was not, you know, Lane. It just didn't work out that way. We were part of a, a really good staff, a lot of uh, talented coaches during that, that run, during that time that were there, and he was one of those and got a great friendship with him. Kirby's just not going to give you anything no. about no, the details his, his of the life. relationship, not game week, maybe in the off season, not even during the season. If they're not playing Ole Miss, it doesn't matter. I do think he's just wanna, not going to give you. That. I do think you want to be around as many personalities as possible, though. If you're in a room with a guy who's a little bit different, I do believe Kirby Smart would have been butting heads with another Kirby Smart in a cubicle next to him. I just think that there's a certain point where you do hear what a guy says. I mean, I just remember a life situation where yeah. you go, "Hey, I don't want that to happen to me." Right. Remember, when you're a married guy, going back there, Kirby's kids were pretty young. Right. You don't want to be in a situation when you see other people in it. You go, "Okay, how do I make sure?" that I don't put myself in that. And he felt like he was a guy on an island at that point. And is Brock Bauer still on an island, or is he going to play this week? Marcus Roseme, Jack Saint said, man, he's running 18, 19, 20 miles an hour. Can I ask one? Didn't I hear straight somebody, line? That's what Kirby said. Didn't I hear somebody say he's running? Didn't Kirby say he's running on dry land as opposed to what kind of land? Is he going to walk on water at some point this week? I didn't really understand what that meant. He was running on dry land. Kirby didn't say Brock was out. Didn't say he was in, but he didn't say he was I out. I think he's this making week. an appearance. I think he's coming out full blown shoulder pads helmet. And he's going to be in again. But we I do think, know since Brock went down, Lab McConkey has picked up the slack. Uh, Adam, we'll hear from you in a second, Mister. I pick up drinks. Let's hear from Kirby talking about Lab McConkey. Yeah. Lad does a great job, man. He's been uh, huge for us. I hate that he missed um, so much time early in the year for his sake. I know he loves uh, being out there, and hopefully, you know, we, 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 we stays healthy and we're able to keep uh, using his skill set. This would be Brock Bauer's last game at Sanford. That's another reason. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. put him in harm's way. He's got to be medically cleared. You, you know, you don't you don't run him in there kicking and screaming, Coach. I'm not ready yet. Get in there. Uh, but I do. Th- I think he. I think he makes an appearance this week. I don't even know if it's going to be, um, again, I joked about the Willis Reed thing, but I do think he, Adam, I don't know if you think as well, do you think he plays snaps? Or do you think he's in full uniform and doesn't play? Dude, they, I keep hearing that he is going to play this yeah, week. Right. I, I yeah. don't know if he is or not, but, man, he could be out there. Also, it could just be a thing. Let's give them something yeah. else to prepare for. I hope so. And I hope he's standing on the sideline with a full-blown uniform. And the uh, dry land thing is uh, you might have saw it when you guys went on that tour of uh, uh-huh. Busmere, the football facilities. They had that underwater treadmill. So I'm assuming that's what he's comparing it to versus uh, dry land. Okay, so he's running on dry land, which means he's not just running in the tub. Yeah. Is that what I mean? That's okay. what I assume. Okay. That's what yeah, I'm yeah we saw him run there. on the football field. Like yeah. Kirby said, though, he's got to run, you know, side to side. you got to make cuts, all that well, you got to be healthy enough to actually I, feel I, that you're secure and the ankle feels good enough. I mean, I, I would imagine they tried some of that out yeah. if he's going to play this week. I still think he's going to play. He may be in uniform this week. I still think he's going to play more snaps next week. That's the big game in Knoxville where you're going to see Brock Bowers play a lot more at Tennessee. That's just... My humble opinion. Also, I'd like to see something happen in college football this weekend. That's yeah. the University of Georgia, and I and I would like to see Georgia Tech. I know we don't talk about them a lot, but the mm-hmm. Clemson thing because they've they've lost the amount of games they have, and the luster's not on Clemson. The game it's so crazy to yeah. say this. The game doesn't feel as big, but I'm telling you why I think it's big. I think Dabo now all of a sudden felt himself after one week. 
He's smelling himself. Look, we're back. And it's perfect timing. It's going to be a noon kickoff. Georgia doesn't play until 7. It's going to be a rainy Saturday. You sit back and uh, you watch Clemson and Georgia Tech play, and who knows? Maybe they win that. They beat Syracuse. They got a four-game winning streak going into that game against Georgia. I think what they do this week is absolutely going to change my mind perhaps a little bit about what I think about the Georgia I don't like the matchup. De- no, no, no. I hope but, I'm going to be they, proven wrong. Can, can I look at a quarterback who I absolutely think might give them a puncher's chance? We said it with, you know, with Milton. We've said it with Rattler. We've said it with a bunch of guys. In it. Bo Nix. Brady when he was still Yeah, Bo Nix when he was in Auburn. We said, look, that guy in his best day might give you a puncher's chance. Why can't Haynes King be that? I, I will not yeah. discount Haynes King, the quarterback, going up against the University And if Brock Bowers plays, we know he's going to be done after this year as a junior. And the NFL sent a memo to all 32 teams announcing that juniors who declare for the draft are now eligible to play in these postseason all-star bowls, if you will, the Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl, the HBCU Legacy Bowl. Before they couldn't do that, now they can't. 69 underclassmen did declare for the draft last spring. The problem, again, is that there are a few football games, but I do think some of these kids who get an opportunity from the smaller schools to be at those games, I think they lose those opportunities. I, I do think that's the only downside to this. I think that some of these kids get a chance to be looked at. Even kids who aren't invited to the combine sometimes playing these games, and it gives coaches a chance to be around them. I think that probably gets eliminated because that's a lot of underclassmen. Chuck and Chernoff are on the road as well. We'll talk to them about the coaching changes with the Braves. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, Georgia game, Little Falcons as well. All of that follows. We'll play some birthdays too. All of that follows. One more thing. I am going to give you an idea from a baseball man. That really makes sense when it comes to the number one free agent this offseason. Well, I am very much looking forward to that to wrap up a Thursday. $3 Cafe is where we are, courtesy of the long drink in Buford. It's Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Off the Florida Keys, there's a place called... Now, who's singing this? That's the question. Domino Cellini, the fan. I'm assuming on YouTube everything has been covered by a guy or yes. a woman sitting in a closet yes. trying to find some acoustics, get noticed. Right. Yeah. This is awful. The song was awful to begin This person should be banned from social media for doing this for a number of different reasons. All right. How did you find this? Who is this? I, I don't know. On with the program. Okay. Let me give you an it's idea. It's time for one more thing before we talk to Chuck and Chernoff. I think home team is in for Matt Chernoff. Why would that be? Because I think Matt's using a sick day. Oh, okay. Horrifying, I know. This is right. Big surprise. Um, Somebody I know in the world of baseball said this to me. What about the Otani? When he comes back, he's a DH and he's a closer. You sign him as a a bad thought. Because he can do both in the same day. Yeah. You can actually do both in the same day. That would be interesting. Get your arm back. You don't put the strain of starting every day. I I, kind of, I think it makes sense. Yeah. 
I think, I mean, look, he's going to get paid no matter what. I just don't think. He's maybe the best hitter in the game. There, there's obviously a shelf life now to Tommy Johns for Can him you, as a pitcher. I don't even know how this works. Pardon me for not knowing. I should have probably known this. What about contractually if you do a contract? Let's say you're going to sign him to the 10-year deal, 8-year deal, 6-year deal. Do you do a contract that says, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at, you get paid this no matter what. Sure. If you start this many games, you get this. If you start, if you close this many games, if we're thinking about it, this might be a contract that might have things in it yeah. we've never seen before. Yeah, because we've never seen a player like X this amount before. of starts, X amount of closing yeah. appearances, X amount of saves, X amount of this it. and that. There might be a contract that is actually guaranteed plus other things on top. Chuck and Chernoff with home team. They are at the Buffalo Wild Wings, the perimeter location, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, gentlemen? That is absolutely correct. We're right off of Hammond Drive near Perimeter Mall. This is a fantastic setup, one of the newer establishments in town. Plenty of room, a huge bar, and huge TVs all over the place. We're going to have a ball here from 2 to 6 here on the Chuck and Turnoff Show. Do you guys know the game Wheel of Fortune, the show, the game, how it really works? I think they used to call it Hangman, did they not? Wasn't that what it was? Oh, Wasn't yeah, it called? way back in the day. It's sort of-ish that, except you can't pay, like, $1,400 for a ceramic Dalmatian. Yeah, no, the, and right, it changed, but I think originally it was sort of Hangman when you were a kid, and then Wheel right. of Fortune. They start when they started Wheel of Fortune. It was Hangman. They were hanging vagrants, and then they said, "We can't, oh, do, no. we can't do this anymore. Can't do it anymore." See, yeah, like the FTC would get involved. Yeah, they did. They did. Home team. So, can yeah. I play a little Wheel of Fortune when it comes to a certain coach in town? Okay, like sure. Why not? I'd like to buy an F, <laughs> and if they lose this weekend, and I'm going to tell you right oh, now, man. I got an A in it, and I bought a U in it, and if they lose this weekend, I might have to solve the puzzle. I don't want to go too deep, and I listen, I don't want, again, anybody else mad at me. But if I'm filling out the Wheel of Fortune, uh, I, I sort of feel like I've got a couple of letters. Yeah. And if they lose to Arizona, I'm going to say, hey, Pat, I'd like to solve the puzzle. Uh, Brandon, I heard you guys this morning during the locker room, and you said the same thing that we said yesterday afternoon. And all the time we've been in this town, all the things we've seen and heard, that's up there with anything when it comes to bizarre, what Arthur Smith did yesterday, answering those two questions. Four-plus minutes and five-plus minutes talking about the quarterback and then the red zone situation. It was a simple question that could have been answered simply, and he just went into explaining stats. It really is remarkable how he makes things more complicated than they need to be. And, and he hasn't really, learned, he hasn't fixed it in nine plus weeks or two and a half years. Nobody would blame him. If he would just give the ball to Bajan Robinson, if he would have 8, 9, 10, 15, I don't care, 17 targets to Kyle Pitts, if he's on the goal line and he hands it to Tyler Algier one, two, three, four times, and they don't score, we'd be blaming the offensive line. We'd be looking at the GM. But when you don't do those things, you set yourself up for criticism, and then his explanations make things more complicated. I, I, I want him to not be complicated Sunday. Oh, he went A&E biography on the Falcons' <laughs> red zone. In fact, I can tell like 19 of them uh we were successful on seven we weren't successful on these Fumbles. you take out another one at the end of the Fumbles. game like he went through oh no folks doubt. he went through literally it is chapter and verse like he's like a forensic accountant like drilling down on this stuff and i was like that's a guy who has already prepared to defend this because he knows how bad it okay. is oh that's not like a, that's not a plan though that's not a really smart plan because I, I the vitriol right now for how he handles what could be much simpler and not winning games look running back usage rates why he's on the field 60 percent 68 percent 20 
I don't care anymore. Four and, five, four and five and 15 touchdowns are the only numbers that matter to me right now. Yeah, and I want to I want to have everybody now start paying attention to this because I noticed this like his very first press conference where he came in and harangued a bunch of adults in the room who literally had nothing to do with the outcome of the game on their lack of belief. And I'm like, I didn't punt on fourth and one. You did. Um Arthur Smith, every time he answers a question about play calling, personnel, packages, etc., there is a preface of, if you really understood this, if you really knew how to ask the right question, like you start paying attention to how many of his answers start with a, a, a disclaimer about, you probably shouldn't be complaining about this, but I'll go ahead and humor you with some knowledge. I don't know any coach in this town. Too far. I think you've gone too far. You've gone all over the line, Chris Domino. If As you in, look at it through another lens, you are three plays away from having a winning record and being oh first place. Boy. One, now a play call that was called right four for five, Desmond Ritter, and he fumbled in the end zone in Tampa. Touchdowns. Four and five and 15 touchdowns. I'm sorry. And if Bud Dupree sacks do- Joshua Dobbs, we, we win that game. Those okay. don't have anything to do with our Smith. I'm going to go another direction. That five-minute whatever... You do know that I looked at all circle speeches that took less time than that. I have a dream. The Gettysburg Address, uh, Churchill, uh, FDR, they all took less time to act. Braveheart, they all took less time to stir men than what he did. And if you don't think that's problematic, I don't know of any coach who's had the bullseye on him now because he just is trying to coach explain to all of us four and five 15 touchdowns. If you guys think there's another number in the litany of numbers that he gave that matter more than those two things, let's see. That's four. That's a number. Five's a number. Fifteen. Three numbers sum up the Falcon season. Three numbers. And he doesn't need to tell me anything else. You shouldn't have 15 touchdowns. The Arizona Cardinals have 15 touchdowns. Which is he a horrifying is a fan. Who is down right now, Domino? He feels it, and the bottom line is this is a we're going like to find out weekend F. because I'd like to buy an this F. is a weekend for Arthur Smith to not lose that last to weekend. a one win team. The biggest team. game he coached like oh so so you know what I think he's coaching for his job this week. I, I, I don't I don't think he's coming back Chuck, from Arizona as the head coach if they lose this Chuck, game. Let me ask you something. I will absolutely let you. I'm not going to try to lead the witness. I'm really not, and I know that I can absolutely do that. I'm just going to lay this out. The most ridiculous thing I'm hearing is, let's take play calling away from him. I hired him for one reason. I don't think he can do a challenge flag. I don't think he can have injury reports in his head. I don't know if he knows what to do in down a distance. If I take play calling away from him, he shouldn't be here. He's not. That's I didn't hire a head absolutely. coach. Absolutely. This is like when we said, so Dan Ugla's not going to start. Well, you're not going to pinch run him. You're not going to pinch hit him. He's not going to be a defensive replacement. So what can you really do with him if you don't start him? Is like, why? Are, what are you doing because your time man? management your leadership your calming influence but none of that there are guys that if you take the play sheet out of their hands there's still a bunch of stuff they bring that's supposed to be what he brings and he's not a head coach in every value well who hired him because terry fontenot got hired after he did who fired starts listen it starts at the top i mean there's no doubt about it so if terry fontenot had to do it all over and these 10 guys 10 coaches standing on the sideline would he take arthur smith as his coach i'm gonna tell you one one asterisk one little out and i'm not in the mood of giving like coach arthur an out here but i'm just telling you one thing you have i do not know if owner arthur said go get Deshaun, and then when it blew up, said, all right, now y'all figure it out. Well, then you know what they should have done? That's what I think happened. Matt Chernoff certainly thinks okay, that then happened. You know, then you know what should happen. And by the way, here's why you get 
They're relevant right now. Now, go right figure now. it out at that point, but it was like they, Arthur Blank handed them twos and sevens. Okay. They're relevant right now, remember. And this used to bother Arthur Blank. I don't know if it still does. What's our Twitter follow? What's our Their relevance is a rookie quarterback was historical. Joshua Dobbs, who wasn't there, just won the NFC Player of the Week. You're going up against a team that's 1-8 and eight in a building where there's no jazz. They don't care about that team out there. 1-8 and eight with a quarterback coming back who might beat you. And if he does, your relevance is people are talking about who you're losing to and how you're losing to them. That would, in my opinion, set off Arthur Blank more than anything else. That the only reason people are talking about you is what you're doing and have done against you so here's my last one on on all of this stuff i thought last weekend was the biggest game that he was going to be coaching you know what's crazy i now have to go seven days ahead and put the same label on this game which to me just feels like oh so now i'm just going to spin my wheels until it's officially done that doesn't feel good you went too far, Domino. I'm going to go too far. I'm going to go further. He's fighting for the soul of the franchise this okay. weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, good. If, if he does not win this game, the season's going to be over. Yep. And I don't really care about three-game winning streaks nope. for it. You are behind the Commanders. You're behind the Vikings. You'll be behind the Saints. And the if three you don't teams win you lost game, to, Brandon, the three teams you lost to, you have done this to yourself. And you got to start all over again next year. Coach, and maybe the GM's going to stay. Coach, quarterback, certainly oh, in that regard. No, I, Nick, no, no, no. I think this is complete. Re- you redo the color scheme and pick a new mascot. Like, literally, you redo everything about this. So, Fontenot's gone as well, you think? Oh, my goodness. Great. Now, you, you go from fescue to zoysia. Um, <laughs> I'm, no, oh, yeah, all that's done. Who's got the stomach to do this? Rich McKay? The fact that we're having this conversation, realistically having this well, conversation, no, you know tells you all about the no, state no, no, of this franchise but, but, right but it's now. Not, but the it's Decatur not mis- Staley's became somebody else. I it's don't know not misguided. The- Will Levis had four touchdowns. Joshua Dobbs beat you after not being there. So this is not misguided. This is not, look, I've been around people in 30 years who, who are coach killers. They just want to be pissed off about everything, Fire everybody because it's not going well or it's not going well enough. This is not it for no. Me. I this mean, is like I said. That's done. how bad it is. You had opportunity laid out. You won seven games, and people said, "Wow, they kind of overachieved last year. Maybe that'll be good." Let's get them another toy, and let's let them actually call plays where we're not actually fifteen touchdowns in nine games into the season. That number is so abysmal. You can say anything else you want. Bad quarterback, third round guy, backup quarterback. This guy's hurt. That guy hasn't been hit. AJ Brown. You know how good A.J. Brown is or what they're doing to prove that he's good? They're shoving the football to him. Who do I shove the football to on this team? Who do I shove? John to? Smith. Yes, at the goal line. Yes, that's who you do it to. That's what you've been doing. Look, I don't want Arthur Smith out of here. I want him to fix it. I want better play calling. And I would like for him to be a little he's two bit and a half years simple. in, Brandon. My this point is, is this. A, it's not a rookie coach. He's well, two and a half. Fairness, Chris, he's two, I, what? I don't want to buck for the guy, but in fairness, the one thing that every coach needs is the one thing he doesn't have. He doesn't have his quarterback. He is oh. on his – He is on his. did you hear the number I threw out earlier this week? In the last 15 years, the Atlanta Falcons had three starting quarterbacks that took the field. In the last two and a half, we have started four. I don't so, care. Coach him up. I didn't need my quarterback to be great well, this year. One is on the bench good. now. You can't coach him from uh, there. You know what, then? Well, look, you should have went after Lamar Jackson. Then you guys want to play a game of let's play make believe. Deshaun Watson wasn't the answer. Lamar Jackson could have been. You should have went after Lamar Jackson then. That's what you should they have done. Get him. 
They couldn't get him. They were going to franchise him. He wasn't going anywhere. He would have done the same thing uh, Deshaun did. Use us for leverage Why? for more money. I, I, Lamar Jackson, hey, I don't know if you know, he scrubbed his social media. He was pissed at them. Money money solved that. Well, you should have found a way to give him the money. If you want to sign Deshaun Watson, you should have signed Lamar Jackson. How about it's that? It's simple for me. You are playing your fifth quarterback. Your fifth quarterback in the last Whose few weeks fault was not is that? taking a snap. There's, Whose fault the is that? Room. It's Their the adults team. in the room. It's the adults in the room. It's the adults in the damn room. Because so, whatever the impetus was for blowing up the Deshaun thing and then Matt Ryan, you had no choice and you had to reset. Right. Go look. They signed Marcus Mariota like March 22nd or something. They declared he was never meant to be a starting quarterback. When they signed Marcus, I was like, I know what direction they're going. They're going to draft somebody, and Marcus is going to be the transition quarterback. Then they waited, and they waited, and there weren't good quarterbacks in the draft head, to begin with. Do you think your head coach is smarter now than the this day was he their showed plan. up? Hold on. Do you think your head coach is smarter now than the day he showed up? Is he better at his job than the day he showed up? I can't say he's Brandon, better. Well, two and a half years later, he's not better. Well, again, I don't want to buck for Arthur Smith, Chris. I'm not but asking you, cannot, you to. I'm asking you, you a direct question. Ignore. Do you think he's better at his head coaching job than he was when he got here? I don't think he has improved much. Okay. However, two and a half you, years. Can't, you can't put it all on the coach. Not putting it all I, on him. I'm telling you, he's not giving me any advantage. And when he you, does what he does and says what he says, it doesn't help. You can't put it all on the coach when the quarterback who's sitting on the bench has more turnovers than everybody in the NFL. He had played in a game and a half. Hold on to the football. Run it in two times in ten. I've had two you years two to coach him up. true, but that's his win. quarterback. That I've was their choice. After they signed Mariota, that was the guy. He can't make guys sack Josh Dobbs on fourth and game. He can't make Desmond Ritter hold on to the ball. The guys have to make plays. But this was the direction they chose to go. Oh, that's true. After the Deshaun thing blew up, they chose to use the eighth overall pick on a wide receiver. They chose oh, that, to oh, use the four, eighth let, overall let me, pick on a running back. Let me put it another way. That they don't use. Hey, Brandon, let me put it another way. You worked in the right post office that. for how many years? I worked for four and a half years. Okay. After two and a half years, were you better at your job than when you started? You were. I, I was. I got a bunch of uh, accolades and I got a couple of bonuses. Good. That's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to get better at your job. I don't feel my head coach has gotten better at his job. I, when I heard him say that somebody was giving him an injury report, and, and that was sort of, oh, there's so much going on, that's the job. What are you saying that out loud for? Well, my thing is, it's on Arthur Smith, and last week it was on everybody. You had Arthur Smith and his play calls. You had the defense give up 31 points to a guy that had been there for three days. Yeah. Losing uh, teams, Bundy find Green ways to lose. I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, that's that's. You know, it was on everybody it. last week. This week yeah. is on Arthur Smith to have a plan, oh, get mad early, run the ball, do whatever you have to do to score, and do not come or back else. from Arizona 4-6. and six. Yeah, or else you're not coming back as the head coach, I don't think, from Arizona because you don't deserve to. All right, you guys want to play some birthdays? Used- yeah, I will say he used the words transparency yesterday. Yeah, like yeah. it's always important transparency. I was like, so this follows the week when you refuse to say the word right. game performance right. following right. a right. I see a concussion nobody could find and a hit nobody would identify. Uh, a lot of mixed messages there. Today is November the ninth. Famous faces celebrating birthdays. Brought to you by D. Geller and Sons, Atlanta's most trusted jeweler. Since the year 1939. Let me ask you a question, man. Yeah. What do you got going on over there? I'm dying, man. The sun's killing me. I got Pat McAfee over here. All of a sudden, I got a... Uh, no cameras. Got a I tank top on. I got a guy who looks like he's about to grab his lunch. And a long sleeve shirt on. I'm dying. Oh, <laughs> can I, by the way, uh, I need to ask you all something. Um, I took a recommendation to watch Stallone last night, or Sly. Yeah, Sly. Ow. 
outstanding. Yeah, Every criticism I've ever heard of Sly Stallone was so far off base. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. He referenced an Italian T-shirt, and I yes, paused it, and I was like, is that a... <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Tank yes. Top. The yes, WB. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was like, oh. Beater. Let, let, me yeah. explain, let me explain something. You can buy he a that. beater. You can buy, you can buy a tank top at, Gap, at the Gap. You can. That's a tank top. What we've worn, what he was talking about, is over in the underwear section. Yeah, you just, you know, you wore it under your shirts. That's just the way it was. And then on Sunday, sometimes you came out of church, you had your dress pants on still, and you, you had that. I'll give you another you took one. off your shirt. You don't want to get like gravy Paulie on your shirt. You take top off of your shirt and yeah. you have it on underneath. You eat your supper. Is there anyone of Italian descent with an issue about calling it an Italian oh, Can I tell you something? When I was young, I, I could, mean, wear, I, I could wear those things. When I was young and I was in shape, I proudly... Proudly put a pair of jeans. My on father used to things. wear that for holidays. We'd say, "Dad, put a shirt on." He'd say, "I got a shirt on." <laughs> I, I would I recommend Sly. It was fabulous. Merry Christmas. I, I had a moment in my Shut life. Up. I had a moment in my life when I was in good enough shape. Were those? That version of that T-shirt was in my T-shirt draw. Like, that was part of a rotation to wear outside. Uh, Chris Jericho, wrestler, his birthday's today. Oh, yeah, you're laughing? You know what? You know what's going to happen? Oh, you know what's happening to you right now? Huh? You know what's going to happen? No, 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 no. What? No, you just made the list. Made the list. Oh. Give me a number. List. Top ten? Like, where does Jericho fit in? I mean, for a smaller Ooh, guy, and he's still going. Yeah, he's and he's worth $18 million. Yeah. I mean, when he was really at his peak, and like I said, he's still going at AEW. Little guys, and I use that term yeah, loosely, yeah, yeah, sure. he's, you know, our size. Was he, was he but little guys, relatively speaking, didn't make it. In the last 25 years, is he yeah. a top 10 guy? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Says enough and for he's me. great on the stick. Oh, wow. Says enough for me. Great on the Very stick. Very good right. mic man. And I'm, yeah, not I'm a jerkaholic. <laughs> 52. You're not a Jericho-holic, DeVito? No, no, no. Welcome I, to Monday I was Night out. Jericho. I was out by that time. <laughs> by the way, what is is Jericho like a biblical name like that I think was it a character? Yeah, his, his, yeah, finishing was, move yes. with a, his dad was uh, Jericho. Irvine played uh, hockey. Is it, I don't know who he, that You is. know who his dad was. Oh, okay. His dad was a hockey player. Okay. Chris Irvin was well, what, his real name. But, was it, but was, it a, was it a biblical reference, his name? Like, did he take a, uh, well, the walls come down? I mean, his submission move is the walls of oh, Jericho. Okay. Oh, okay. Then I get it. <laughs> I don't leave it the case. It's a sharpshooter. Yeah, sure. I don't think I knew that. 52 years old. I'm going to say 58. 60. Uh, 53. <laughs> so this is kind of... I'm sorry, has anything changed? Is there a pension for these guys now? Is no, there like a retirement? No, 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 Are you really kidding no, me? No. no. Absolutely not. No, your contract. W-9s. How do they yep. survive? It's like 2020. No, you got to work, man. Well, you don't work, put you some don't money eat. Away to well, the, the, the difference Boy, now hey. is a lot, of the, a lot of the contracts are guaranteed. The contracts in the past weren't guaranteed. Lex was really Luger, one of the first to get the guaranteed deals. And then oh. enter the health care portal and yeah. pick your plan yes. on your own. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So this is kind of strange. Nick and Vanessa Lachey both celebrate a birthday today. To get through so much to be the best woman for him. Every single issue we had was every issue I brought. Sorry. <laughs> to find that person that I can trust and that can carry me through is what made us unstoppable. What's she crying about? What do you mean? Uh, they were in therapy of some sort. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. They're both worth $25 million. Uh, that's so I don't know what that means. You know, that's good work. $50 million together. Are they yeah, the same just age? Just combined $25 million. Are, they, are they the same age, if I ask that? Uh, no. There's okay. a seven-year difference. Oh, okay. Uh, they, do they not host one of the dating shows? Is that what she was crying about? or? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. I can't answer I think that. they're on a TV show together. I cannot confirm nor deny they're that, Unstoppable, Chris. I tell you. They're yeah, unstoppable. Sounds that way. Don't cry. Don't, don't cry on TV shows, please. Love so is blind. Ladies first. Love is blind. Thank oh, okay. you, Hoyt. Thank you. So, Vanessa first. How old is she? 40. 
40. 13. She's 43. How old is 50. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> he, he is 50. Thanks. He is 50. I can do the math. Uh, Cinco. Cisco celebrates a birthday today. Let me see that Please get a lot of money. So is he still touring? He's got to be someplace doing something. I thought right? he got in trouble. Uh, an ensemble. Did he get in trouble? Yeah, he's part of a yeah, an ensemble. You're right, Chuck. He didn't get in trouble. Somebody check to see him. Big okay. trouble. He, he might have been accused of something. I think. He, Soldier Boy, um, like there's a five artist. Yeah. Bill, somewhere. Cruise. Maybe a boat cruise. He's still touring. He, he can't touring. Be yeah, just a song by himself. No, like I said, there's like five artists. Yeah. But hey, he gave us entertainment. This this thing didn't go away. Jameer Quiet may jump on. It was a assault with a gun and there resisting arrest. Yeah. yeah. That'll get you in trouble. Yeah. But he's worth six Europe. million, so I don't know if he uh, beat the rap or not. Or he did time and came back on. 40? Is he 45? 47. He is 45. Um, Known for his role as the Incredible Hulk. Also in this movie, Pumping Iron, here with his dad. Lou Ferrigno celebrates a birthday. When you come out here and you're out here, now they're all waiting for you, Louie. They want to see what you got. They've never seen you before. You tense your legs, right? Then you look at the crowd, Louie. They're all looking at your flash films. You want to go off and everything. Then you put your arms like this. Like you're admiring, right? And then you go... Boom! Like you're saying, take a look at this hunk of man. That's his dad teaching him, or at least giving him advice on how to pose. What? I don't know how many of you have seen 71. the movie Pumping Iron. It's Oh, you got to watch it. It's incredible. It, no doubt about yeah, you it. Watch it. Who knew enough to actually have a camera? Think about it. That's yeah, really so far ahead of its time. time. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. That's He's got to be seen. Arnold playing mind games with him. Uh, he, he Louis, looks tremendous. Louis, you can't yeah. beat me, Louis. Look at a real man, Louis. <laughs> Louis, look at the deltoid. Separation, Louis. He was in the offer, Lou Ferrigno. He played the role of the guy that turned out to be Luca Brazzi. Played Luca Brazzi in The Godfather. Oh, didn't he also play as Schwarzenegger played Conan? He played Hercules? I think so, but it wasn't his voice. No, no, no. It no. was, hi, I am Hercules. Yeah, they did that. That's He's 75 bad. years old. And now you will feel my wrath. He's 74. 75. He is worth 12 million. Lou Ferrigno, 72. Peppa from Salt and Peppa. Hey, yeah, oh. I want to shoot, baby. Shoot. They still have it. Yeah, they had a little What's bit of a comeback, right? There, DJ. I saw yes. him at the State DJ Farm Spindola. Arena for uh, uh, LL Cool J had a ensemble of folks join him on stage, and uh, Salt and Pepper came out. They still had it. They had a little something on the fastball. Good. She's worth fifteen million, Peppa. Jeez. Whoa. You know what? Thirty nice. years. Thirty-five years. That's a pretty good run, yeah. and they made some hits that are that are all timers now. Fifty-seven. Sixty-three. Fifty-four. She is fifty-nine. Mary Travers would have celebrated a birthday today. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Speaking of, of folk music, yeah. Speaking of a John Denver wrote this song. Yeah. Probably made a lot of money. Now, what, what's this song about, Chuck? Let me ask you. Is um, the person going off to fight in Vietnam? Is that what's going on here? Leaving on a jet plane, don't know if I'll be back again. I got to leave. I don't have a choice. Oh, no. I think he's ditching her. Oh. I think he's got a second family. I think it's Charles Corral. I, See, I thought, it was, I thought it was about the war. Yeah, I thought it was about the war. a sad yeah. song. No, that's yeah, Galveston. Yeah, I agree. It was a downer, man. Kiss me a lot of for me. Yeah, well, you see, and now he's, not, he's coming back because he's not leaving her for sure because tell me that you'll wait for me. He's, yeah. he's going to fight the war. Yeah, he's I a think player. It's a war song. No, I think it's a war song. He's not thinking like he's I, coming back. I thought Tie Yellow Ribbon was a war song. I, like two years ago, I'm listening to it. I was no, like, no. Is that guy in prison? 
Yeah, he's coming out of prison. He says it in the song. I'm really still in prison. And you know what? My mom like never wanted negative stuff for us to hear. Yeah. And I was like, what's this song about? He's coming home from the war. She's excited. <laughs> yeah, I believed this... in my entire life. I was yeah. like, that dude did time. Pulled the wool over your eyes. So Denver talked about it was going off to Vietnam. Yeah. See, there I you mean, go. Wow. That was the right time. If I wrote this song, it would be I'm off to Toronto. Yeah, you're not. I'm going to Canada. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Italians <laughs> up there. Yeah, you don't fit in. Yeah. I don't have to fight Viet Cong up there. I'll work at a pizza shop. Gonna work, yeah. <laughs> you got no problem with Charlie. Nope. I think you might have to Ain't do done a nothing bit. to me. You might have to do a bit of the Clint did, Nick, if you try to dodge some stuff. <laughs> He's, I will say, I give him credit. He, he has openly said this for 27 yeah. years that we've been together. You think I'm going over there? I get drafted? He's going to Toronto. He yeah. absolutely said he was going to go to Toronto. Yep. Or Windsor. I don't know. Maybe work in the casino. <laughs> Anyway, Mary Travis would have been 87. Tom Fogarty, not John Fogarty. These two did not like one. No, no. This is, this, this, is, John. this is the Oasis Brothers guys. This is the brother, man. Uh, the uh, Robinsons. Yeah. It's really hard to be out of band with your brother. Sure is. Yeah, and then you realize, well, let's get money in it. Let's just keep the money running. So Tom would have been he worth passed away. Yeah, yeah. By today's you know inflation at all, $10 million. They had like six or seven number two hits. They never got yeah, number one. That's right. Hit. Yeah, that's right. And John is making the rounds right now, and he's Don't, one of those guys. You got to stop dying your hair, brother. I know. You got to stop. It's let like him do that, wants, It's like that Marauder. Oh, it's a Larusa. Yeah, somebody's got to tell him something. Let, let him be. He's John Fogarty. He's done more today than you'll ever. Oh, that's say that's Costas and Charlie Casserly today. I, I don't think he's done a three-hour sports talk show today. John Fogarty. <laughs> John Fogarty. I'm Probably guessing no. Malibu. Maybe sort of a nice wake up. Yeah, I'm sure. A cup of coffee. All right for Look out at the ocean. So uh, Tom would have been 82. Benny Mardonis would have celebrated a birthday today. And how would he have celebrated? That's the question. Do you want to abstain? Probably being a creep. I do want to. Because every year I want to abstain. Every year I want to abstain from this guy. Brandon, do you know this song? I do not know yeah, this okay, song. Listen to the you first line. Mellow. Listen. Shh, listen. She's Oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. They don't allow it anymore. Yeah. And he's creeping through the window looking at the girl. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Whoever shot the, the video should be under arrest or investigation. Yeah, when, they, when it starts with she's 16, yeah. they told me to stay away. I was like, right. I know where this yeah. is going. Right. Yeah. yeah, leave her alone. She's 16. And this creep. is kind of a hit. Like, this is a song that everybody knows. Yep. How do you get away with this? If I could fly. Mm -hmm. And if you were of age. Yeah. So everybody's abstaining. He would have been 77. <laughs> Finally, uh, she was <laughs> the longtime companion of Doc Holliday, Big Nose Kate. Well, uh, celebrated the birthday. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. Why, Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody just walked over your grave. That's not with you, Holiday. I beg to differ, sir. We started a game we never got to finish. <laughs> I was just fooling about. I wasn't. Yeah, I like the scene when he first meets Johnny Ringo and Big Nose Kate is by him. When they're in the casino and Johnny Ringo does all oh, that stuff with the gun and then he does it with what, the tin cup. Was that a term of endearment back then, Big Nose? I mean, even, I don't know, I don't know if it was it. Apparently, if they're still calling you right, right to this day, maybe it was. Yeah. Catch a bullet from Doc Holland. Johnny Ringo's an educated man, I'm sure. I hate him. <laughs> Uh, big Nose Kate would have been 173 years old. She died way back when in 1940. <laughs> maybe Nose was big. Yeah, maybe, everybody, maybe she looked at us like, damn, that's a big nose. Well, and with that, you, know, you, you had something back then when something was going on, Black Bart, you know, if there was something going on with you, yeah. they would just yeah. call it yeah, out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you had to have a Kate. Yeah. It was easy. One-eyed one Bill. Mm -hmm. A gimmick, if you will. Hey, what are you guys doing today? What's happening today? 
You gonna bump for Arthur Smith all afternoon, Brandon? <laughs> no, but I mean, you were just yelling and you were screaming and you were right, but. There are some things that aren't all on him, but because he's the head coach, he has to be held to account. So we're going to get into what he should be doing because it wasn't what he did at the presser yesterday. We're also going to talk about why it's bigger than just what happens on the field. This is a huge game because there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that I know about that I'm going to talk to Chuck Oliver in the city of Atlanta about. Plus, we'll get into uh, the Georgia Tech and Clemson game where this could be a early breakout moment for Brent Key and that offense. And then Georgia and Ole Miss, a bunch of narratives, and maybe Brock Bowers returning to football action. I think the Georgia Tech-Clemson game really could end up making me feel a little bit different about Georgia Tech-Georgia in terms of Haynes King perhaps being the best quarterback they faced all season. That could happen. I also just want to do this. If they lose this week, is there a chance Arthur Blank says anything? I don't know if it is age, if he wants to in the middle of the season. I'm not telling you he wants to. Do you think if they lose this week, Arthur Blank will be available to speak about anything? Yes, because they're going to make a coaching change. Because they're going to make a coaching change. That's why I think. Oh, my goodness. Okay. See, I'm not too sure. They were too nice. Everybody gets to stay a I year know. longer than they're supposed yeah, that's to. True. Remember after yeah. the London game, it was Arthur Blank. He was, quote, seen muttering, you can't lose that game. Right. You can't lose. I was like, oh, I, okay. I would like so to think they have learned from Dan Quinn sticking around too long and Mike Smith sticking around too long. We'll I'd like to think they have learned. But we shall and see. It is a bye week. Yeah. So it does lay itself out that All way. All right. Uh, you're at Buffalo Wild Wings Perimeter. Home team in for Matt Chernoff and Chuck Oliver. Isaiah Stewart, our engineer on site, thank you. Want to thank uh, Matt Lear and Adam Gillespie and Derek Thomas and Brian Hoyt and Cullen Madden all back in the studio. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We are back tomorrow at 11. Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.